0: I'm Ashton Strong, and this is Side Quest, where I get to know the people in my life a little bit better about the things that they love. Today, I have a very special guest, Tyler, or also known as Chalkas. He is my DM in Scout, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. We call it Scouts and Dragons. Hello, Tyler. Hello, Ashton. How are you?
1: I'm doing all right. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. I'm excited for you to be here. Are you excited to be here?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm excited to be here. Um, mostly because I'm surprised you asked me to do this. I I, I thought you were uh gonna like focus more on on the kind of the video game side of things that you like to explore. Well, so I'm surprised that you're you're talking about D and D stuff.
0: Well, with this, it's more about like I said, it's just getting to know the people in my life a little bit better about the things that they care about. Obviously, I like Scouts and Dragons. I talked to Chris last last week about Smash. He loves it. I'm you know, it's not a fighting game. Don't tell him I said the shh. Um And then like I talked Marvel and hockey. I don't even really like hockey for episode one and two, so. It's just really what you guys like. It's 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 more for something you guys love so you guys can, you know, gush about it. Um Okay. So uh a brief history. We uh officially met like six years ago? Five years ago?
1: When? Yeah, it feels like it's been a really long time.
0: It was for Stormblood. So it had to been four years. It feels longer than that, honestly. It,
1: it feels a lot longer than that. I feel I feel that way with like everybody that's in the free company. I feel like it's been forever since we've met all these people.
0: Um We met in Final Fantasy XIV. It was near the launch of Stormblood. I was in. i saw a party finder and you guys were like hey we need a tank and i was like i'm a tank and i was weird and then we all accepted me
1: well we're we're weird too <laughs> um
0: we're crazy and also as i said you are the dm for our main campaign in D D. uh something we've also been doing for three years yeah uh which also doesn't feel like it's been that long, but, you know, time, just, I'm aging by the second, just an old man.
1: <laughs> You're gonna turn to dust any minute. Yeah,
0: just like, ah! Um, well yeah, so let's get right into the questions. Sure. Primarily all D&D, what is your history with Dungeons & Dragons?
1: So, I I first played, like, a tabletop RPG it wasn't Dungeons and Dragons. It was Pathfinder, and that was like ten years ago. Okay. And for for kind of the the uninitiated, Pathfinder is it's it's basically Dungeons and Dragons. It's like a, a fork of of three point five, which it, it way a lot of confusing garbage. That basically means like it's a different type of rule set for playing a tabletop role playing game. But what? that was like ten years ago.
0: Okay. Okay. No other experience with it outside of that.
1: I mean, there's also things like, like Baldur's Gate is is a pretty big like in terms of like the actual, mm-hmm. what people think of as Dungeons and Dragons. Baldur's Gate is is pretty big, and when I was, you know, younger and a little bit more of a baby, and was just like, oh, I love, I love fantasy stuff. Obviously, I like Tolkien, I like Lord of the Rings, and that, mm-hmm. and and that kind of interest in fantasy. Lends itself to Dungeons and Dragons. It
0: does. It's almost um, like they're a lot of things. like all that was taken and put into Dungeons and Dragons. Honestly, yeah. Um, I was gonna say for my own personal history, the first tabletop RPG I ever played was Vampire: The Masquerade, and That's that fantastic. that was like, oh my God, how old am I? Twenty years ago? Oh God, so old. Um. Besides that, obviously, yeah, Baldur's Gate and you know, Neverwinter Nights, even yeah. Neverwinter, the the garbage MMO, still play it to this day sometimes. Um, so just uh, it's it's been also in my life for some time. What originally piqued your interest in in it as you it it was the fantasy aspect, but anything else besides that?
1: I mean, specifically like histor- DNA. historically, like back then, it was just. Basically, along the lines of hey, playing games are cool. What if you weren't stuck with four dialogue options basically i mean uh, the the idea that you can pretty much try anything i won't I won't say get away with anything but you could try anything i mean it's it's really about
0: uh the leniency of the d m the dice rolls in the creative creative side of the players themselves i i guess um uh, bu, 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 bu. I had a had an uh a side question in it but I forgot but how did you first come up with the idea to to play it like uh the initial dming and stuff
1: for like what we're what
0: are our, our current campaign yes
1: um there is well, there are a bunch of like live streams of Dungeons and Dragons stuff and I had kind of offhandedly been exposed to it and then mentioned it to Ari, who mm. is my boyfriend. Um and we I, I like just that little bit of osmosis, I was like, yeah, you know, check it out. Let's see let's see what this is. You like that? Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? And just slowly sinking the the, the hook in into the cheek.
0: Oh, so you and, and you I like,
1: and I was like, I, I got you now, and you, then said, what if we play d and D game?
0: You sowed the seeds. You're like, hmm, because obviously it's
1: one of those things that like, I I had played in the past, and then my my like previous group of, of friends that I would you know hang out with like after after school we were just like dust to the wind like no no one knows where anyone is, mm-hmm. um, and it's one of those things that I wasn't able to really keep up with like tabletop stuff and like dungeons and dragons um so kind of kind of planting the seeds it's one of those things where i, I think it's best enjoyed with friends i i i don't know if i would want to like just meet completely totally random people to play it with personally so w- being able to plant the seeds in a few people and be like, yeah, D&D's fun. Maybe we try it. Maybe we see how we like it. Maybe maybe we we see where it goes once it starts. Mm-hmm. Was was like the 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 impetus to everything.
0: Okay, are you are you sure you don't want random trash clowns to play with? You mean?
1: Um, you know, I've thought about it, <laughs> and the answer's no. I I think I think there's a place for like playing with random people. I'm sure you can find like a good group that way. Mm-hmm. But that's like my 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 pastime recently is looking through like the LFG for tabletop games and seeing the like insane ideas that people have for how games should be run and all the weird restrictions and how how differently everyone approaches it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's it, it's like part of the part of the game is the is the social aspect to it
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. And I, think,
1: I think it's better with friends just because of that I, and i think if you're doing it to meet people to play dungeons and dragons then that's that's cool too but i think that you're maybe missing out on on something about about learning learning a little bit about about what your friends are into in, in, when when you kind of put them in in weird fantasy tabletop game situations
0: i mean that 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 is fair um because obviously uh you the player the characters you play as reflect a little bit about yourself um and also for just the social aspects it's it's probably easier to have someone warm up uh playing a character or being outside of themselves versus with someone you know versus someone you don't know who may just be super shy and hard to you know open up plus yeah plus doing character stuff. So I'm I'm there with you in that. That makes complete sense. Um, As DM, how did you start off? Like, inspiration, motivation, uh, Roll20. Roll20, in case anyone doesn't know, uh, is an online place where you can play D&D. It's free. Check it out.
1: Yeah, it's like a... Basically, a virtual tabletop. Um, It was a few things. I wasn't really sure if we were going to play 5th edition at first, because kind of like I said, my my background is more in Pathfinder, Mm. which is, uh, like, once I looked through what, fifth edition like the fifth edition rules looked like i was like we should probably go with this because it's it's it makes more sense it's easier to digest if you're new to it yes i'll I'll
0: say that about just fifth edition comparatively to all the older ones like back when you had thaco and your stats went up to 18 but then you would have like little modifiers beyond that it's like it was a lot more complicated than it needed to be back in the day
1: yeah it was it was very complicated
0: no I good reason.
1: It, it basically started from from that. My inspiration was really just like, I want to see how people react. I like role-playing games. I would like to see my friends enjoy a role-playing game of their own. Um, I really didn't know... Th- like exactly what I wanted to do at first I, I was basically like, I'm not going to do something crazy, I'm just going to do something generic and be like, oh, it's it's like an, an underdog story you're, you're fighting this big evil empire, and mm. that's it and that, that was all I wanted, was like you, you are opposing this empire in some way and ah. they, they have wronged you in some way and that's it, and that's what we're going to do and it, it has been that, and then it stopped being that like two years ago <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's very much more uh, crazy things are always happening. Big, big magic monster men just being vicious and plotting other dimensions. It's it's an exciting time. I would recommend anyone out there who doesn't play d d check it out. 10 out of 10. Uh, Tyler is a very good DM, I would say. Even with my own experiences DMing. I never took it as seriously. You 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 write everything out, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, I have I have crazy notes. Uh, go go
0: go through the creative process with me for that. Obviously, you have to make up multiple scenarios, but how how hard do you lean us into stuff? I guess is the question.
1: Um, it's hard to explain that without giving kind of the magic of it away, mm. but i'll I'll say like for for an example because it's like a few weeks back at this point mm. um, the party arrived in this in this pirate city basically and it was kind of on the on the impetus of like there's stuff going on out here. We don't know what, but we're interested and we want to find out more. And there's a big cataclysmic event that happens that kind of sets the tone of like, there are some big things starting to happen now. and even even arriving in town, it's like there's stuff going on. Um, I try to think about, especially now that we're kind like the 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 game started out and we were, the players were it basically in a foreign land. They didn't really have any connections. Any connections that they had were, were superficial. It was. It was in in the same way that you would go, "Oh wow, what a, what a coincidence! You're from Toronto. I'm from Toronto." Mm-hmm. Ha ha ha. Um, and I liked it that way in the beginning, but I also wanted people to kind of be attached to their backstories and stuff. And now, si- since that kind of first everyone feeling out D D has ended, I've tried to kind of sprinkle in backstories. So as it is, our party rogue is is very much uh, connected to the history of this pirate town. Mm-hmm. So I look at what it is that he knows. Who are the people that he knows? Um and I also look at just kind of like the way back when I had just kind of like an, a vague idea of of how things went out here and I was like uh kind of uh kind of pirates of the Caribbean, like they have a council of just like pirate lords that mm-hmm. meet and that's that's their government. There 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 is not really anything past that. There's there's no real law. There's just a code that they kind of feel, and that happens to be important because when crazy things are happening on the high seas, um, even though they are pirate lords, people look to them. So I had to think about okay, well, they might go and try to ask about this, and what are they doing in response to this? Um, I I thought about the connections that people in the party might have to people that are where they're at mm-hmm. if if any at all um trying to show like how a place works at face value um the, the I think the that this was a really good example of that the second you guys got off the boat you were getting into like you weren't necess- like you were walking like through the middle of of basically brawls in the, in the open mm-hmm. streets and that's just how pirate that's just how they settle their differences here and i thought that really clearly illustrated how kind of anarch anarch anarchistic this place was and how how kind of gross and, and slimy it was very quickly and that's what i wanted
0: uh i do remember because uh as you said we were in a far off land um in our campaign there are two continents for a long chunk of the time we were on one but when you did introduce the the main one where the empire is i do recall everyone being like i want to be from here and then that's just everyone just incorporated it that way yeah pretty much um was that your plan with that scenario overall I don't remember. Um, I don't even. Did you ask us if we were like from here, or did we just be like, "I want to be from I, I, here"?
1: I was basically. I, I threw it to the end. I said, "Here's a map, you guys. If you guys want to to give a a more in depth backstory for your characters, then by all means, I I would certainly like it."
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember this.
1: I I think that's kind of. It's that's one of the things that. I maybe could have handled a little differently, but I wasn't sure how long we were going to play D anD D. I wasn't sure if people were going to like it enough to invest time into thinking about it like that.
0: What, what would you? What would have done differently?
1: Well, I think, especially now, and now that this kind of campaign is is sunsetting. Because we're 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 walking up to the end end of like this major arc of, uh-huh. of a bunch of crazy magic nonsense going on. Um, for one, everyone is more in tune with how the game is run right now. Originally, I was I was concerned people would. Not really get the rules, and that's just I, I I kind of went with like all generic fantasy. There's elves, there's there's angry little dwarves, mm-hmm. there's there's evil monsters, and and the big bad empire. Like, ugh. I think now I would I would put more thought into the upfront aspects of it, and I am already thinking about that now for a future campaign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and i would i want to have something more tangible and and i want people to feel like they have i want the players to feel like they have a more uh tangible and real connection to places and i feel like i got that even with you guys figuring that out later but not really to historic like the historical part of it which you know people don't really care about like Ultimately Dungeons and Dragons is a game where you're're you're, you're going somewhere you're going into a dungeon you're fighting a dragon and you're you're dealing with that.
0: You get money.
1: but I like the world building part as as the DM as like the player behind the screen. Mm-hmm. That's the part I like and I would like to have people feel more connected to kind of the, the crazy world and to some of the events that have happened in the past in it. Uh, and it's, it's, it's hard to kind of get that going in the beginning. I think
0: I, I can agree with you there. Um, I was going to say that, uh, I forgot my thought process. Uh, I was going to say that world building is very important to me for uh, outside of d d Just like if you just have blank character meet blank character and they just hate, Hate each other, and that's your story. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. But if you're like, his ancestors did this, and then like he's related to this person who has this overarching problem in the south, like flushing out your world makes everything a lot more interesting. For for everything, it affects everything. You care more about your personal strength versus your opponent's strength, just because there's this Crazy lore from way back when. You're like, oh, I must, I must conquer this evil. So I, I definitely get that, and I do appreciate the the effort that you put it into the the game in that aspect. Um, so let's just move on to the next question. Three years later, did you plan on three years
1: later? No, <laughs> no <Nowhere> idea. <near. laughs> how long I, how long did you think? Oh, man I'm trying to think of the 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 timeline of things i was I was just putting together like how crazy this this kind of is. I think we started in March 2018. I expected it to pretty much be done in that December because we that was when you guys had the party had a really big throwdown with the forces of this big bad empire and they're like they're like badass commander and it was a very satisfying kind of avengers style everyone that you had kind of helped out or like encountered came together to help you guys out in return mm-hmm. and it it was this very satisfying kind of collection of that and this specific battle where it was hard and it felt like you were overcoming something um difficult and i i th- think it felt like a good end there mm. but then everyone was like are we done i was like what do you guys want <laughs> and everyone was like are we so we're playing next week right <laughs> i was like i guess <laughs> i guess we're playing next week and we've been playing for three years now
0: when you what 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 battle are you referring to for me, at least. Uh, so
1: the fight in mana against Sornir in the okay. like courtyard.
0: Yes. Gotcha.
1: And that that was the one where like uh the blue dragon ripped one of the airships like clean out of the sky mm-hmm, and was mm-hmm. like keeping them busy while the entire city was getting like bombarded.
0: It was the first time that I believe my character got knocked down.
1: Yeah, I think it was the first time. It was, and that that was back when we had um, Nuru still playing with us. Yes, he's, he's the only player we've lost, but we've we've otherwise we've just gained players since.
0: It's true. I mean, uh, that that's an important question. I'm surprised I actually didn't put this on here. The difficulty of managing a campaign with seven players. How many are there? Are there seven of us?
1: Um there. Six I of think us. there is in, in our in our like communal one. I think for my campaign it's six.
0: Yes. But if parties just over four or because like I feel like that four is the average for most campaigns. Maybe five. Yeah. Um how do you handle more than that?
1: From like a a mechanical point of of the the fights and the battles, it's the the fights in in this like rule set for fifth edition are really leaned towards who gets to do more. and mm. And it, if you're more initiated, people will will call it the action economy. Who can take more actions? Who has more actions to do something with? Generally, Whoever gets more is going to do better, mm-hmm. even if they are not as strong. Um, well, because it's, it's, da- just it's, hard. it's definitely hard. It's not easy.
0: Dice rolls, um, I imagine, just affect that because that's
1: yeah, yeah. Basically, especially with the way that this with fish with fi- how fifth edition does fish like hit. Yeah, the fish edition. How this fish edition of <laughs> of. Um, Deep Delving Dungeons deals with math. Um, the more you are able to do anything, the, the better on average you're going to do. So it's basically, from that standpoint, trying to balance what what the opposition can do against the party and, and how many actions they can take. Um, it's also a matter of the more people there are, it takes way longer to do anything. Um, in in like a fight or or outside of it in like a social encounter mm. between like NPCs and the players, um, it just because every, and and I think it's fair that everyone wants to have their their input on something and even now I kind of have trouble with it. Uh, it's hard to to get everyone a, a, a bite. I think with seven people, mm. um, I think. And I and I I assume this is this is why combat is is kind of like where I see people are really focused is because everyone gets like a, a specific point where it's your turn. Yeah. What are you doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um.
0: Um. There. There. I. In re, in regards to our campaign, I would say that like a member or two, totally just goes with the flow. Um.
1: Yeah. I um, I think that I think that that's even in in like a group of four people, there's going to be someone that's like that, Mm -hmm. where they're like, they are along for the ride. That's kind of the, that's the social contract of I'm here to hang out with my friends. Mm -hmm. They might not necessarily engage with everything. And I don't, even with like this group and having played for three years, when I put something on the table, I don't expect everyone to be like, this is, I I, I want to know what this is. I, I put it out there and I go, maybe this person will be interested in it. And, mm-hmm. and generally, they are because at this point, I, I have a good feeling of what people are interested in.
0: <laughs> unlimited um, power. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unlimited power. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, that is the hardest thing about having a really big party. I think is trying to give everyone a little bit of something, because your your attention as a dungeon master is divided a lot of ways the more people there are
2: mm-hmm.
0: also with like the world building a- aspect too as you brought up earlier some people are far apart from wh- where they start like uh not where they start like one person's like backstory is like miles and miles and miles away from an- another person's backstory so like if your guys if the guys aren't going in that direction it's kind of like well i mean less- yeah let's just do whatever we're here now
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's kind of also also part of it it's the more people that there are the the more different ideas about how things should be going there are mm. and the more ideas there are the more conflicting they are uh, and we we certainly see this a lot when we play. Yeah, uh, and, and me sitting behind the screen, I see that everyone kind of has an idea of what they would like to do, and I I I, I am definitely trying to enable people to 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 do stuff. But when it comes down to like, oh, the party wants to do this, but some of the party members want to do this, um, and it's like a big decision. Mm.
2: Um,
1: gen- like in a group of four, it would it would kind of they. There are less people, there's less discussion. They're gonna come to an agreement sooner, but with more people it yeah, kind of it, it goes on. There's there's opinions.
0: For so, so the listener knows, uh in our campaign, debates are common. Common. <laughs> ah, and it's not even debates about like import stuff half the time. It's just like what should we do next? Or who's getting this one item? And it's really just you know, we dedicate a lot of time to it. But as you said, there are a lot of us. And uh, I think our at, our ways or our goals are, are not our ways, our ways to accomplish our goals are slightly different, at least how we view our own characters. Yeah. So, uh, for example, my character's like, yeah, I'll just kill him.
1: <laughs> That's it. Yeah, like, I, 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 I. I... I think that's good i and and kind of on the the debating thing i don't think that debating a course of action is necessarily a bad thing I feel no like, no i feel like largely that's a lot of what D is 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 kind of figuring out what to do in response to something in general and if it's it, it kind of depends if if it's arguing in circles i mean i i, I try to Kabosh that and be like okay like what what are you doing but if you're if it it seems like it's more genuine and it's like oh i this isn't how my character would want to approach this Mm. or it's it it, you guys are piecing something together then i think it's worthwhile i know there's there's kind of a fine line on it um, and, and one can turn into the other really fast and I'm still trying to get a, a great hand on that even even three three years in with the same players. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I know for for me personally, sometimes when the conversations do go this way, I stop talking as my character and I actually think like I'm interacting with the other guys as more of myself and being like, well, this is obviously like my character just so everyone knows he's he's a big dumb dude. He big, strong, big dumb, so he doesn't really think that, think out his words too good, as as I just did. But like for me, sometimes I'm just like, well, this is like, a co- the plan should be this because of these factors. Obviously, my character doesn't talk like that, but I mean, it's just when you when you when you're in the conversation. I mean it's just easier it it's easy to break down and separate yourself from the character. Um
1: yeah. I I think that's one of the other factors that kind of overall affects our campaign and kind of goes like it feeds into me wanting people to feel like they have more history in the world is in in general mostly because of the way that this campaign was conceived and it's it's my fault because i was just like i I, let's play dungeons and dragons we're we're gonna go on an adventure um i think we the on the player side we kind of forget like oh this is this is like a character separated by Mm. separated from me as the the player behind them
0: it's so easy to do though
1: and it's it's very easy to do with dungeons and dragons um, especially when it when you get into like particularly particularly spicy moments where there's a lot going on and it and it gets a little heated and people are, are are arguing.
0: It's 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 more of like the separate like when you're really into a video game, everybody you're like you're really into it, but then like it's just a little unfair. So you put you the immersion breaks enough where you're like this game is stupid. It's. It's kind of how easy that is sometimes to give an example. Just to uh, yeah, I
1: mean, I mean, it's at the end of the day, we're we're playing a game, and if it feels like you're being treated unfairly, um, even if it's your character being like, like you said, like even if it's like a character you're playing in a video game being treated unfairly, it can take you out of it and you you might stop and be like like what do the developers have against me yeah like why why are they why are they putting the knife in me right now and it's like it's i i think it's good it, it's sometimes when people feel that way i i think it's good when people are like take a little bit of personal offense mm. and because that that means that they're hooked
0: yeah yeah it. the investment is is there like you obviously care if you're getting upset about tnd it means you care <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> I definitely I like that aspect, but that is one of those things that, and it's something that I think has to go from kind of like the start of a a campaign is like more more of telegraphing that you want the game to be a bit more character dr- like I don't want to say character driven, but like character motivated, mm. basically or or you want to encourage those moments and that's kind of hard to do sometimes.
0: Uh, I mean also like us the players are we're very similar in a lot of ways but we're drastically different than others. Yeah. Um, so you know, we just get along, we're friends, but like at the same time like cuz like uh a big part of this uh the play, the viewers don't know or listeners um we play with people not only in the States, but also in the UK and Europe too. So, like, obviously culturally, we have a few differences. We have uh,
1: cultural differences, we have time zone differences, we have crazy time zone differences. It's a miracle that we can get seven people in, in one Discord call to play a, a tabletop role-playing game for multiple hours every Sunday.
0: <laughs> um, But, uh, this also kind of leads into the next question. Three years later, again, how do you keep things fun and fresh? Uh, like uh, outside of our main campaign, you did introduce us to Ravenloft, for example.
1: Yeah. Um, outside of the main campaign, I think I, in terms of just playing D&D, I thought it would, even for me, I was just kind of, I forget exactly what was going on, but I was like, I need a bit of space from this campaign to like, think about it. And so running something published like curse of Strahd felt like a good way to really mix it up because it's a very different setting with a very different tone. And it's, it's official. It's, it's a piece of, it's a very iconic story in the, Dungeons and Dragons kind of mythos so I thought that that would be a nice change of pace and I think it I think it was I think it was it was a uh it was interesting to play through an official campaign
0: yeah it, um, I would say it was it was a good time also like uh the fact that it was like themed around a certain aesthetic was pretty cool too for people yeah, that don't know
1: I, I think that's something that it does does right. Yeah, sorry, go ahead.
0: Uh for people that don't know, Ravenloft is more Romanian horror based, so like vampires, werewolves, you know, weird zombies and all that all that jazz, just so everyone knows. Oh but go on with what you're
1: Um Yeah, Ravenloft is is like a horror setting and it's it was it was different from from what we were doing. It is it is a largely like horror um kind of macabre setting. And it was interesting to explore it with some new characters and kind of get a fresh perspective. And also uh, the... especially because at at this point we had been playing for well over a year and I think I wanted not only did I want to get like I wanted to do something different, but I wanted everyone that was playing to try something different and play a different class and and play a different character and see how how different things can could be
0: yeah just even like minute differences where it's like magical character versus a physical character they play drastically different and frankly enough i don't think i ever want to play someone who uses a lot of magic ever again (laughs) it's just it's a lot of paperwork a lot of moving spells doing stuff keeping track Um, Yeah,
1: there's there's a lot to think about with the with the spellcasters.
0: Um, but I was gonna say uh, the 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 horror setting also kinda inspired our own characters, where a lot of us, if not all of us, there was one character that it excluded from this, where we all had like these crazy, drastic like cursed backgrounds or something. Like yeah. I played the guy who couldn't die cuz he was cursed by some eldritch horror and, and various other people uh there was like a really good holy paladin, you know, a cleric that was he, really he, into he was, god. He was
1: like the foil to, to everyone.
0: Yeah. Then you got like this little raven uh a crow what are the actual names? The two tub- um, poop
1: the akokra
0: Akhakra, he's a bird person he was a rogue he was also cursed or whatever um points for Macabre. oh someone likes your vocabulary in chat
1: well, th- thanks i i i know many word
0: he does know many word um but uh, also outside of even um the ravenloft campaign you set up scouting party which is a pass the torch DMing thing i don't I, I don't think you came up with the basic idea but you managed it perfectly fine passing the torch I mean, around and stuff
1: there's there's not really everyone's pretty well behaved so i don't really have to do anything about it yeah but you're like um, you like the dm dm you're the it's like i don't know how to really put it it's definitely not an idea that I came up with. There, there are people that have done it, and they've probably done it better. Um, but I, I wanted to encourage everyone to try it out and see if they liked it. And everyone was kind of like, or everyone when I when I would mention like, oh, are you interested in in being behind the screen? Are you interested in running the game for everyone else? Um, the response that would generally come up is. I would, comma, but it seems like a lot of work to set up a new game every time. Mm. Um, and the basic premise of, of, of like what we're doing for anyone that doesn't know about it is like it's the same characters and someone else is basically setting up the encounters that those characters will walk into um, every couple of weeks. They'll, they will take the reins and say, I am running the game this week or the next so many weeks mm-hmm. because I have an idea that I would like to run. And a lot of the work to play a tabletop RPG is front-loaded. You mm-hmm. have to come yes. up with a lot of things in the front. You have to create your character and, and assign all these stats. And it's a lot of upfront math and thinking um, that's happens every time that you play a tabletop game. and with us playing this way, we get to have done that exactly once and now we can ignore it. Um, <laughs> uh,
0: I, th- I would say it's a good way to see what the other side has to deal with. yeah, um I,
1: that's that's the real intention behind it. it's it's this the this malicious idea I have where i want I want everyone to see what it's like, and see whether they like it or not. And and see that some of the moving parts are easier, some of them are, are harder to deal with. And there are a lot of moving parts.
0: Um, I, I, I would agree with that. Uh, so everyone that doesn't know, I also did the DM for... I don't know. I had a, my own campaign. It was probably six sessions overall. It never got finished. Um, but originally... It was intended to have the group go on this wild space adventure, but the party was like, nah, money. And they never did that. And it's just kinda one of those things where you I planned like all this outside stuff, but that's not where it went. So it's just kinda like, well, okay, you don't you never know where the group's gonna go, kind of thing.
1: The the best laid plans of mice and men. Exactly. That is that is that is what it is like to run the game. Is you you cannot plan for everything, and if you try, you will fail. And it is a lesson that I have learned. Mm. Um.
0: I think everyone's learned.
1: I think yeah. I think now everyone has figured it out. Um, we still have a few people that haven't run their games yet, just yet, but they're they're coming around to it, and they'll they'll see. Nope. That it's fun but it's it's fun in a way you probably don't know.
0: <laughs> it's fun having to roll for like 12 monsters in one turn and then have to roll for another 8 monsters the next. Yeah. The amount of micromanaging you do on your end it's a lot. It's a lot of things. Oh yeah. Have.
1: It's it's I I think it's it's good at least for me, I kind of like the wargaming mm. aspect that it, that is kind of baked into Dungeons and Dragons. So that part of DMing works for me. I don't know if it does for everybody, but I I like moving pieces around a battle a battle map mm-hmm. and, and and throwing things at you at, at my players
0: on a strategic level. Um, I appreciate it. Like some of my favorite games are strategy RPGs. I like a nice little grid. I like new moving my guy a little few blocks and then planning out my attack here and there. Um, and that's basically what that is. Just you know, more of it all at once. Yeah. Um. So we brought up that you you have played in Scouting Party. So you're a player in that. And you also yep. DM, so I have to ask, what do you like doing more? Do you like the, being a player or a DM?
1: I, I probably like DMing more, mostly because I enjoy the world-building part of things more. Mm. I like being a player, but I... I, I, and again, I kind of go back to I, I enjoy looking through what other people run on Roll20's like looking for group thing. And as I'm looking through these, I'm thinking to myself, does this sound cool? Like, does this hook me? And a lot of the time it's no. Mm. And I like being able to run what I think is cool, basically. I gotcha. Um, I, and I really enjoy the world building aspect and, and, and making silly voices.
0: You do make a um, lot of silly voices.
1: That, that part of the game is is like the part I enjoy playing. Okay. Um, it's just that e- even even if you're like a player in d DD, um, even if you're playing just like video games in general, um, no matter what side of it you're on, you can burn out on it. Yeah, and it, it is nice to have a change of pace. Mm-hmm.
0: That that's understandable, uh, because at versus being a DM as a player, just like there's a magical god being that just takes care of everything. I just want to eat bacon all day, and then that's what I do. Yay. Um. So as a player, though, or I mean, I guess creating units. It doesn't really matter. What's your favorite play style? Like, who do you? What kind of classes or monsters do you prefer?
1: Um, it's it's funny because my I the answer is a little different, probably depending on whether I'm playing or making stuff. Well, let's do um, each one.
0: You know, what do you playing, like? Playing probably,
1: probably paladins. I, I if I were playing like a long running campaign. I would probably play a paladin because they have they have a code of morals that they adhere to. I think that's interesting that's knightly, even if they're not necessarily good, they can be like a, yeah. a dick about it there there are
0: uh
1: lawful evil bal- paladins that exist. I like wizards too because who doesn't want to learn how to unravel the fabric of reality? I think that's a a fun concept that that's a a big core of, of fantasy is. Being a, a strong, a strong monster that wields magic.
0: Who can, yeah, be pretty much do anything. Merlin is more interesting than Ar- Arthur, I would say.
1: But I, th- I think they both. I think, I think in that comparison, both of them are interesting in in different ways. Um,
0: Go on. Would you like to elaborate? Well, it's it's
1: like. There is, there is something cool about the kind of mysterious mage who is a wielder of, like, arcane secrets. That's an interesting concept, um, this kingmaker kind of mm-hmm. thing. That that, that's definitely a cool concept. But I wouldn't say that Merlin is – like, Merlin's not the hero. He is, like, the the, the one who anties it up for Arthur and says, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, he's more of the traditional hero, more of the traditional champion. And I think that that is... Uh, I think that's interesting, too. I think that that has a lot behind it. That's kind of one of the things I wish we got into more with us playing is kind of the the... the, the politics of it in, in in the general sense of of being leaders and being and uniting people, I I wish we had gotten into that a bit more, and I think I want that to be something that we do. I for mean, next it, campaign in air quotes.
0: I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha, you. Got gotcha. you. I was gonna I say.
1: Think, I think there's something interesting about both of them.
0: If you want to make Agnoth this cool leader of of men in in trolls mostly trolls
1: I mean yeah I, I I want that to be an option at least I want if, if everyone wants to do that um, and again I don't know if I want to do it this campaign I'm thinking next next campaign I'm already I'm already kind of putting my little fingers into into the into the water to see what smells good um, I like I, I the way I kind of have been looking at it, I know I'm really off topic at this point. No, it's
0: fine. Go off topic.
1: Um. Our our current campaign is basically a Final Fantasy game, and I have shamelessly stolen many aspects from from Final Fantasy games. I and I. Have
0: All right. That to be fair, hold on. Final Fantasy stole a lot from D and D. Let's be real.
1: Oh yeah, and I I in in general I think. <laughs> like D, you may as well just steal anything that looks cool like if it's not if it's not nailed down take it and make it your own because if if people recognize it they're gonna go oh yeah that's cool yeah sure i i get it like i know i know what this is i know what this is about immediately and people that don't recognize it then maybe they're gonna find something they like or they won't care they'll just think oh it's it's a cool thing while right. other people will think oh it's a cool thing from other thing
0: the elements The Fire Nation.
1: But I I think of of this current one as like Final Fantasy. They're scrappy heroes that have kind of slowly but surely tumbled from, I'm going to save this town, to it's time to save the world.
0: That did happen. I
1: I would really like the next one to be uh, more Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay. Where there's a bit more... Not just managing yourself, but managing followers, managing strongholds, um, managing a bit of a, 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 like, not a crazy, like, oh, l- wow, I love taxes, political atmosphere, but, like, this person wants to stab you in the back, and you need to get out of it, kind of.
0: I gotcha, that wow. Game of Thrones!
1: Yeah, like like Game of Thrones. I don't want to. I don't want to be no. like. I don't want everyone to sit down for dinner and then die.
0: No, no, no. I got you. I well, got you. I,
1: I I want that to to look like it's an option on the table.
0: Um, I'll just have you know though. I really like taxes. So uh, if you want to ever have a little tax campaign where we just sit down and do taxes.
1: Okay. We. I I remember that. We'll, we we will we'll tax. We'll we'll have a little tax collector campaign. i I'm,
0: I'm fucking. I'm about that. <laughs> um. But uh, let's go back to, there. You you specified that you like uh the paladin and wizards for yeah player aspects. What do you like using for DMing prep? Cause uh even outside of the classes, there's there's monster types where like constructs are immune to psychic or whatever, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. What do you like using as a DM?
1: Oh that's a really good question in terms of like the monster type. Um I guess probably <coughs> aberrations because they're like these they're these weird interspatial like multiplanar entities that are are weird and gross and that that would include something like the beholder which is a, a crazy, iconic, like, d d monster. It is,
0: like, with, the d and monsters. one big eye. Outside big guy, of, like, like dragons. Because it's in the title.
1: Yeah, it's in the title.
0: <laughs> it should just be... Beyond Dun- <laughs> Dungeons and Beholders. I said it. There we go. Coin it. Come at me, wizards.
1: I, I like them because... They... Are gross and weird, but they... And they're kind of alien, but they have motivations that. Oh, they, they have motivations that like, you, might not understand, and you don't really need to understand. But it's there. They're doing something. They're they're kind of unknowable. Mm-hmm. But they're mis- but they're they're weird and gross at the same time. They're unknowable, but they bleed.
0: <laughs> and they're very powerful. I I remember the first time we saw a beholder esque monster. He almost like vaporized me. Yeah. That was a cool, day. Um All right. Well, then this this you did touch upon this a little bit, but we're going to move on to our final little bit here. If you could start over, what would you do differently?
1: Um You I this could ref- a lot of things. A lot of things went right. Just kind of how, how things ended up landing. I don't know if I could have hooked anyone in by throwing a bunch of stuff in their face really fast. I, I wish that I had maybe set uh, kind of different expectations and, and kind of encouraged everyone to think outside of the box a little bit more and think about how they could maneuver around things more. Um, and it, that kind of stems from, like, having a bunch of players at the table. I'm I'm maybe a little rules rigid, mm. um, more than I'd like to be. But I I kind of stick to it at this point because I don't want to maybe have someone steal someone else's spotlight, even if it's an interesting idea. If it doesn't seem like they're like mechanically capable of it where someone else is. I would rather them kind of be like, I can't do this, and then look to their side and go, can you? Hmm. Kind of thing. I gotcha. Like, everyone's
0: got a, a tool, uh, a toolkit.
1: Yeah, everyone, everyone can do something. And I, I, it's hard to kind of encourage that. It's it's hard to know what everyone will see. And I, I think I sh- probably from the beginning should have been a little bit easier on 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 rule stuff just to encourage people to be uh, more more out outside the box in, in thinking about how to, how to approach stuff.
0: I remember in the in the earlier days, I would actually like I was using my faxophone or my disguise kit or like using things outside of combat a lot more than I do now. Nowadays, it's just like,
1: I fucking hit somebody, they're dead. (laughs) I I think part of it is we've been playing so long that some people just don't remember what they're capable of, Mm. and because the combat is really obvious and apparent, and you're looking for every edge you can get in that, you are more aware of what you're probably able to do in that regard mm-hmm. um yeah i th- i i think there's there's a, a better balance to be found in in, in in the way that con- like co- not combat but like the social encounters and things mm-hmm. outside of fighting because that is a, a big part of the game but i i feel like we're at a point now where i'm like i that that part is important hmm but I don't want to shake it up. I would rather kind of maintain what's going on and wrap this one up before I shake the pillars like that.
0: Because for me, bringing this up, I would even say back then, since I was so much weaker, I didn't have as many other options that were reliable or were damage dealing versus when I just had plain axe and i could attack once a turn or whatever yeah so like outside of that i would i wanted to use more stuff outside of combat so i feel like if there was a balancing of like the more combat strength you had the more role-playing strength you would have but obviously as a big big boy Damage doesn't often turn into role-playing scenarios outside um, yeah, of breaking you, you stuff. Can't,
1: you can't damage your, your way into someone's heart.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, I think that's part of what makes me want to make this next thing we do a bit more political, is I, I want to try to engage that side of people more, even if it's... Like, like in the case of, of your character Agnoth right now, who's big, big, strong, big, strong. I think, I I think about like the role he would, he would maybe play or like a strong character would play in managing a, a stronghold and like training people and keeping them in line and being the muscle when people are knocking on the door and saying, we have a problem with you. And I think that that's, and, and, like, them, they're knocking on the door and going, we have a problem with you. And Agnes like, oh, what kind of problem do you have? As he is, like, getting his giant I-will-kill-you axe out of his pocket.
0: He just keeps it, it's a little little mini-axe. It's not actually that big. It's just, pew, pew. just kidding.
1: But that's, that's. But, no, yeah, I, I, I get it. I kind of, yeah. I kind of think about...
0: um, because, yes, like, obviously in the role of the, the game now, I'm just with the group trying to just feed. Bad dudes, um, but in an area where I have to manage something, those strengths would lead into other role playing options, i.e., a disipl- disipl- discipline, nary There you go, officer yeah. or something.
1: And even, even out, even a little bit wider scope is is if everyone had like followers, if they had people underneath them that they could rely on to do something. But they had to tell them to do it. Mm. Where you could go, I need you to look into this person for me. And oh, go, espionage. Good, I'm, good at that. Yeah. I'm going to go do that because you told me to. Yeah. And that, that, that would be another resource that you had to manage. And like starting out where we were at three years ago, I would definitely not do that mm. because it's pretty complex. But now I think everyone is, everyone knows enough about it surface level, especially now that people are starting to, Get behind the screen. Everyone knows enough about it that I would be comfortable to say, okay, let's let's up the stakes a little bit in terms of of game control.
0: Yeah, it honestly sounds super interesting. And uh something I would probably really dig. Um well yeah. Is that is that the only thing you would uh do differently?
1: Um I mean there are like specific instances of things that I would want to to handle differently if I could play it back from that first session to now.
0: Like is there any any session or scenario that the our group has been in during the campaign that you wish went differently?
1: I think I mean yeah, there there are there are a few but Some of them I I probably couldn't explain super eloquently.
0: I gotcha. They're
1: they're just like they're moments that I think could have been cooler and I didn't really I didn't give them the the energy they needed. Um the in terms of things that I I think didn't go well, I think the worst like session I have that i really wish i could do over was you guys had just gotten out of dealing with the beholder that we were talking about Mm -hmm. um and out of the underdark which is like oh yeah 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 out of and you you had gone to talk to the people that had basically put you up to that job and they were like man that sucks bye and i i it did not come across very well, and it, and it caused some, some arguing. Um, And it's been a really long time, so I I can't remember the exact specifics, but it was...
0: Was it I, us I, leaving the Underdark and just being like,
1: ah, fuck it. Well, you guys had gone basically to collect your payment on it.
0: Uh, I, I, I got you, at, I got you.
1: That, and it was something like, you guys had went, oh, that's it? And they were like, well, yeah, that's what we agreed to. I think that's I awesome. remember this. It's coming back it was, to me. It, it was really it's one of those things where it was it's really hard for me to show it. Um and it's hard to explain kind of tangibly to your players like the expectation there. But it's like at that time to this person, you guys were basically mercenaries asking for something. Mm-hmm. And they were like they were literally like a trading mogul like they they are a they were a businesswoman that is very politically minded and she's managing things that are beyond what you need to care about and i think it didn't come across well when she was not really receptive to the party but i didn't kind of telegraph that ahead of time well enough and in, in kind of the time leading up to that. And I think it's again, it kind of goes into the the, the social aspect of playing D and d where you, you there there's an expectation kind of, I think wh- for from from the player's side of things generally, even even when I'm looking at other games, because there's like people stream D d all, all the time on mm. like, Twitch and stuff and and seeing the stories that people s- will tell about their own games there's kind of an expectation from players that if we push hard enough maybe this npc will play ball and as a dm like that is not always the case like th- these people have an agenda of their of their own mm-hmm. they have things that they're thinking about and that's what makes it a believable world
0: and that and that makes sense too. Obviously, but, if every character just eventually did what the players wanted, I just it. I feel like it'd be too much power for the players.
1: I just... I think I did a bad job of of setting that up beforehand and showing that like in general, this not only this person but this area, this world, there are people that aren't going to play ball like that. And they, there are agendas that you don't know about, and that don't really concern you or the campaign that they're they are concerned about because it is it is their world. Yeah, basically.
0: it's their life. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. From their point of view, we're the assholes.
1: Yeah, basically. But obviously, when when the players are going around and and there's six people at a table versus the one DM, they go. All right, this this character that's been put in front of us is an asshole, and and it's it's very easy for six people to agree. Yeah, this person's a bit of an asshole. Versus, well, maybe from your perspective, because because like at the table, it's just like it's one DM versus six players. Yeah, things. yeah. Um, but again, I I think that one that one was my fault. Um, I guess that's probably the biggest one is, is the
0: expectations i would now. say in currently in our campaign though like i feel like that message has we we do know that as the players now that there are yeah. factions that just don't care are very selfish or care about their own goals and we're like yeah cool whatever bro
1: it's it's just definitely one of the things that i wish i'd handled more gracefully in the moment
2: hmm. all right um, well
1: I, I think it's it's been all right for for how long things have gone on. I've, I have I've none of the sessions have been truly catastrophic, and that's all I can really ask for.
0: I mean that's fair. That is fair. I know I enjoy D and D. I it's one of my favorite things. Although I'm not the greatest with attendance, I do love it. I hope you know. Um, and it's it's a it's a good time. You're a very good DM. You, well, thank you 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 put in a lot of effort and it does show um i think i'm not even saying that for myself i, I the other guys obviously all probably agree in this and this aspect too so just thank you for being a good dm and uh one final question
1: did you have fun
0: was this a good time
1: yeah this is a good time
0: I'm glad in, you enjoyed
1: it. Th- this moment here, yeah, I, I enjoy talking about D and D. I we kind of we kind of talked about it way back in the beginning of this, but I I like talking about D and D. I I try to avoid being being that guy that's like, what what are you guys gonna do in D and D like outside of D and D? But I want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I try to avoid it. I try to be polite and and leave, and leave it for leave it for our Sundays. But I think about it.
0: That's so, good. To take ta- talking
1: about it's nice. I like I like talking about it. I like seeing the the kind of the perspective that you have on on D and D. It was interesting.
0: Thank you, um, ladies and gentlemen. It has been an hour. I don't know how long the actual episode is until I cut it down, but uh, this is gonna be it. Again, this is my friend Tyler. He is my DM. We yeah. talked about D and D. It was fun. He enjoyed it. Check out the podcast on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Audible, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also remember to check out Hype Jutsu, my primary fighting game channel. We stream every Friday at 7. Look forward to the regular podcast coming up pretty soon. Corey's very excited about it. And thank you, everybody. And uh, yeah, adios. Say goodbye. Bye-bye. bye